Thanks for joining us this week for the Church at Starkey Hills podcast. Be sure to visit our website at starkey.church to find all the latest information and upcoming events. Good morning. It's great to get to be with you this morning as we study the Word of God together and worship Him. Thank you for a great morning of worship already, and it is good to be able to, to be together, isn't it? And uh, isn't it great to have stepped over from 2020 into 2021? Isn't that great? Yeah, it's kind of nice, isn't it, to be able to even say that. That's like, wow, it's a brand new year. We get to say that. Before we get into the Word of God together this morning, I do want to take just a moment. Tim asked me to do this, and I'd be glad to, to share with you. My name is Phil Young. I'm the Director of Missions for the Knox County Association of Baptists. And if you don't know what that means, it was, we're a network of about 160 churches um, here in the Knox County area, about 160 Southern Baptist churches here in the Knox County area. Um, and as we uh, come together, we are a network that is uh, seeking to live out God's mission uh, in order to connect people to Christ and his church. So there's a network of churches of, of which you're a part. You're a part of this network. There's 160 of us together. And our main focus and our purpose is to live out God's mission. Not our mission, but God's mission so that we can see people connected to Christ and his church. Uh, it's our dream, it's our desire that one day we'll be able to see every single one of these churches just living out the grace of the gospel while we're intentionally sharing the gospel of grace. And we think that the best way to do that is for us to come together as a network, but for each church, each church in, the, in their own context, to pray that we would be empowered by God's spirit. We believe that there's not a, a strategy we could create or any tactics that we could design that, that are going to be effective unless and until God pours his spirit out upon his people. So we're praying that being, being empowered by God's spirit, then we intentionally want to explore the communities around us. Knox County is becoming a very diverse place, and we want to be able to explore the communities around us to see the people that God has literally uh, placed next door to us, people who live and work and play right here where we do so that we can most effectively encounter them at their deepest point of need, whether that's physical, emotional, spiritual, that once we know who is around us in our county, how do we best encounter them? For that to happen, we want to come into the context of each one of these churches and make sure that the church is equipped to effectively be the church that God's called her to be, and so, so that we can ultimately engage with the gospel. If you want to say that's the, that's the, the sharp point of our spear, if you will, that's the tipping point right there, that we don't want to stop until we see all of Knox County effectively engaged with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we know that's what's going to bring change, right? That's what's going to make this place uh, what God desires her to be. So with that in mind, that's who we are. We're, we're a network of 160, 160 like-minded churches living out God's mission to see people connected to Christ by taking on this missionary posture. In addition to that, part of what, um, part of what you're a part of is we have two inner-city ministry centers one in the Western Heights community and one in the Montgomery Village community. And every single day we're there serving the physical, emotional, spiritual needs of people who live in that underserved community. Uh, through the Western Heights Baptist Center and the Montgomery Village Baptist Center, we do uh, everything from clothing ministry to after-school care to, to leadership development, everything that you can think of, free medical care, just about anything that you can think of for that underserved population in those two communities. And then we also have Camp Bayoka up in Wares Valley a beautiful, um, over 300 acres of, up there in the Wares Valley area where we have camps and retreats to try to pour into the next generation to develop churches, whatever we can use that camp and retreat environment for to help people kind of get away from the noise, if you will, so that we can really tune our hearts and be able to hear God at work. So that's all a, kind of a real quick snapshot 
of who we are as the KCAB, the Knox County Association of Baptists. And we're grateful that, uh, that y'all are one of the partners in that network. Thank you for being a, a supportive partner there, that we can come together with other churches to try to see God make a difference right here where we live and work and play. And it's exciting to see what God's doing. Uh, as we prepare to study the Word of God this morning, if you brought Bibles with you, if you got it on your phone or something, find Joshua chapter 3. That's, where, that's the text we're going to be looking at this morning, Joshua chapter 3. And, and as you uh, turn there or find it in, you know, wherever you may have the Word of God for you today, uh, Joshua chapter 3, in a minute I'll be looking at those first five verses, and we'll study those together for a few minutes. But as you're, as you're going there, you know, again, we can, we can kind of say this with a, a breath of, of whew, wow, we made it to 2021. Uh, you know, we're, here we are. A few days ago, we stepped on into this new year. And as we did, probably it would be true to say that many of us, maybe even most of us, are really hoping that 2021 will be a year of breakthrough, that we will see some, some things change. We'll see a, a breakthrough in a lot of different ways. Uh, maybe we're praying for that. Maybe we were just kind of hoping for it. Maybe we're dreaming about it. But, you know, we'd love to see, wouldn't we love to see a breakthrough from this pandemic? Well, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome to be able to see that all across the world, just to see a breakthrough from this pandemic? Maybe we're hoping and praying for a breakthrough from the political tension, the political tension that has, has really kind of captured our nation and even internationally that exists across the world. Wouldn't it be great to see a breakthrough in that? Wouldn't it be great to see a breakthrough in some of the issues that have divided our country? And that even have divided our churches to be able to see a breakthrough there maybe on a personal level maybe you're really just hoping or hanging on to to a thread of hope that 2021 will be a breakthrough year for you personally maybe a breakthrough through some of the um, some of the disappointments maybe some of the challenges or the setbacks that you've experienced maybe even some of the failures and you're just saying you know if I can just get this 2020 behind me 2021 is gonna be a year of breakthrough I'm just, I'm praying for that to happen. When we think about breakthrough, it's important to kind of know what we mean by that. Break, breakthrough's kind of been defined as any major progress that, ov that overcomes a significant obstacle. Okay, major progress that overcomes a very significant obstacle that's in our way. Breakthrough's also been defined as a major achievement that permits further progress. So when we think about that, it's kind of a breakthrough. It's kind of like, okay, we were able to have some progress to break through this obstacle, but it's also this, this achievement that we've, we've come to this point that now allows us to go even further. So when we think of breakthrough in those terms, we can also then kind of flip that around and go, so what does it mean? What does it mean to have a spiritual breakthrough? What would that look like for us as God's people this next year? Spiritual breakthrough has been defined as an experience of having reached a new level of spiritual maturity. So a breakthrough is kind of this experience where, okay, now I'm at a new level in my spiritual growth. I'm at a new level in my spiritual maturity. And many times that is characterized by certain things such as uh, people coming to know Christ as their Savior, people growing to a, a greater depth or level of biblical insight or knowledge, maybe seeing real answers to real prayer maybe experiencing some kind of a sustained victory over a sin in our life. All of those characteristics are often a part of what we think of in terms of spiritual breakthrough. But when we think of breakthrough, whether we're thinking in terms of, of what it might happen on our personal level or in our spiritual life, 
One of the things that we know is true is that breakthroughs don't just happen. Okay, you don't just wake up tomorrow and voila, here's a breakthrough. That's not the way it works. Breakthroughs don't just happen. God calls us to prepare for these moments. God's calling for us to prepare for these moments and these periods of what we call breakthrough or moments or periods of when we see God do some amazing work throughout all of history. When we, do, we can track it, but throughout history, spiritual preparation has preceded a mighty, even miraculous movement of God. So whenever we've seen a mighty movement of God's hand, whenever we've seen this miraculous movement of God, we can track it. Spiritual preparation has come before that. And when we begin to take a look at that, we see this actually in the breakthrough that God's people experienced that led them to cross over the Jordan into a land that God had promised them. And that's where we're going to study this morning out of God's Word. In Joshua chapter 3, what's happened is the people have come to this part in their journey. You know, in their, if we think 2021 has been a challenging year, these folks had, had a challenging 40 years of a journey. Even back it up before that. When they were living in some major oppression, some major bondage, and God delivered them out of there. But they've been on a 40-year journey out of that. And now God's people, the people of Israel, were at the point in their journey to where they've come to the, to the banks of the Jordan River. And they can look over and they can actually see the land that God had promised to bring them to. A land that would put a lot of their distress behind them and come into a place that God had prepared just for them. A breakthrough, if you will. And now they're at the banks of this. They're right on the edge of it. And God gives them a word that's very important. In Joshua chapter 3, this is the account that we have of where they are. Beginning in verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim. And they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, and here it is, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Did you see that in verse 5? So what's happening is they're right at the place of this breakthrough, this 40-year journey behind them, looking over and they're seeing this hope for what their future might be, Hope for something that would be different. Hope for something that would would put a lot of their troubles and their challenges behind them. And they're getting ready and they just want to reach out and grab it. And God says, wait a minute. Here's the way this needs to take place. And he gives them these words. Consecrate yourself today. Because tomorrow, the Lord's going to do amazing things among you. But for that breakthrough to come, the preparation had to be made. And see, that's where so many of us perhaps are in our journey right now. You know, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. We'd we'd be completely oblivious to what's going on around us if we didn't admit that this has kind of been a long and a difficult journey for us this year. But you know what had been a long and a difficult journey for the people of Israel? 
And now they stood at the edge of breakthrough. They stood at the edge of breakthrough. And I wonder if we look back on some of our life. And, you know, we can go past this last year. We focus a lot on 2020, but maybe it's been a year, five years, ten years for you. And right now you think, am I at the edge of a breakthrough? Could it be that this is right at the edge of what God's going to do, something that I believe he's promised for a long time? They stood at this edge of a breakthrough, and I'm wondering this morning, could it be, with all that we've gone through, could it be that we stand at the edge of a breakthrough as well? Could that be possible? Could it be possible for you personally? Could it be possible for you as a church? Could it be possible for us as God's people across this nation? Could it be that we stand at the edge of a breakthrough ourselves? If so, I believe there's some important things that we need to see. Some very important things that we need to know. We see them in, in what happened in this time of preparation for the people of Israel, and I think they apply for us today. And one of those important things that I think is necessary for us to see is this. The desire to see God work is not as important as the preparation to see God work. The desire to see God work is not as important as the preparation to see God work. In verse 5 it says, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord's going to do amazing things. So they knew that God had made a promise that he was getting ready to do a mighty work among them. But before that would happen, they had to prepare themselves. That word consecrate came out. They had to prepare themselves. You know, it, um, there's a saying that kind of goes around the sports world, and it's been attributed to two or three different coaches. It's been attributed to, uh, I think, to Bobby Knight, the basketball coach. I think it's been attributed to Joe Paterno at Penn State, even Bear Bryant at Alabama. And I don't know who said it, all right? I don't know who said it. But here's the saying. The desire to win is not as important as the preparation to win. Think about that. If you've played sports or been around that or watched teams or have your favorite team, you can understand that, right? That you, you need to have a desire to win if you're an athletic team. That desire needs to be there. If you're an athlete of any kind, the desire to win needs to be there. But the desire to win alone won't take you there. There has to be preparation. And so the desire to win is not as important as the preparation to win. And if we take that and we turn that over into this spiritual journey for the life of the people of Israel, if we take that and turn that over into our spiritual journey, we can make that same application, that the desire to see God work is not as important as the preparation to see God work. People of Israel strongly desired to see God do a mighty work and to take them across that Jordan into this land he'd promised to give them. But before that, accompanying their desire, he said, prepare yourself. Before God does something special with his people, he asks them to prepare themselves for what it is he's going to do. And that's exactly what he's done for them, and that's, I believe, what he's doing for us. Probably many of us desire to see God work in a special way. We desire to see a mighty movement of God. It's been a long journey for us. It's been a long journey for you. Like I said, maybe it's been five, ten, even years beyond that, and you're like, when is this ever going to break through? And you desire to see it happen. 
But the question this morning is, are you willing to prepare yourself for God to bring that breakthrough? The word consecrate, if we go into that a little bit more deeply, the word consecrate basically means to prepare. It literally, in the, in the text, it means to prepare or to dedicate yourself to something. It goes on deeper to say to, me, to be holy or to be separate or to be set apart. So when God was saying to his people, consecrate yourself today, he was saying, look, prepare yourself. Dedicate yourself to being ready for what God wants to do. Make yourself into a holy people. Allow God to use you in a way. So prepare yourself for God to work in a way that you're going to be holy, you're going to be separate, you're going to be set apart from the others. And for that to happen, there were a couple of components that are worked into this time of consecration. And one of the components that was involved in this time of consecration involved personal repentance. So the, for the people to consecrate themselves today so that God could do amazing, wonderful things among them tomorrow, they had to come to the point of personal repentance. If they're going to be holy, separate, set-apart people, prepared, dedicated to God himself, then nothing in, in regard to unforgiven or unconfessed sin needed to continue to exist in their life. They needed to come to the place to where they were asking God, God, reveal to me any and every unknown, unconfessed sin in my life that might separate me from you. God, any and every sin that I might still harbor in my heart, that might still be a part of my life, even those that, I, that haven't been brought to my mind, God, bring them to my mind by the power of your spirit so that my life can be completely separate apart for you. We just sang about that in our worship time this morning already. God, bring me to that part to where nothing stands between me and you, that I am wholly yours in every way. And that's that part of personal repentance that was a major component of what it was for God's people to be consecrated to him. And maybe that's where you need to be this morning, is to come to that place and say, you know what, I, I know there's some things in my life that I need to deal with with God. And I need to bring those to him. I need to lay those before him in a sign of personal repentance. God, you deal with those. Let me, so that I'm just ready. I'm consecrated before you. I'm ready for you to do some amazing things. And another component of this consecration was that they would be spiritually alert to be able to see where God was already at work. Sometimes those two go together. Sometimes it's the sin in our life. Many times it's the sin in our life that we've not laid before God that begins to dull our spiritual senses. Sometimes it's just that we've wandered away from God. We've, we've allowed the you know, we've allowed the malaise of what's going on around us, and we've allowed some inactivity or whatever. We've allowed things to distract us or take us away. And now our focus is on anything and everything else in the world, but it's not upon the things of God. And part of this consecration was not only the repentance side, but God, now help me be spiritually alert to the things that you're doing around me. I want to be able to see where you're at work. I want to be able to sense the things that you're doing so that I can be ready to join with you in these things. So there was this component of being, of being prepared spiritually through personal repentance so that we can be prepared spiritually to be able to see where God is at work and join with him in what he's doing. You know, as has already been mentioned this morning and as your pastor shared with me, you're getting ready to launch into a focus called Breakthrough 2021. At the very beginning of this focus that he's going to be leading you through as a church, it's going to be challenging you to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And what a wonderful way for you to be prepared for God to bring breakthrough. To enter into a time to where you're saying, you know what, for 21 days, I'm going to focus my heart and my mind on you in prayer. 
God, I'm going to enter into a time of prayer and fasting. I'm going to get the things that distract me from you out of my life so that for at least 21 days, I can consecrate myself today looking for you to do some amazing things tomorrow, to bring that breakthrough for my life personally, for us as a church. Please, God, for us as a city, a nation. And this breakthrough 2021 that your pastor is going to lead you into is a wonderful way for you to come to that point of, of preparation, of consecrating yourself today for God to do a breakthrough tomorrow. It's a way for you to come to that point of repentance, to get your heart and your mind spiritually alert to what God is wanting to do. And that's where God had his people of Israel. He said, look, consecrate yourself right now today so that I can do some amazing things. I can bring breakthrough tomorrow. And then he gave them the exact way to go about doing that. He knew that it would be tough. God knew it was going to be tough for the people. He had watched them make this journey for the last 40 years, and he knew that, that it would be tough for them to be able to trust him to, to do what he promised to do. But one of the other important things that we can remember when it comes to breakthrough is this. If we're looking for breakthrough and we're wondering, will it ever happen? Here's a truth that we can hold on to. Because of what God has done, we can trust him for what he will do. Do you believe that? Because of what God has already done, then we can trust him for what he will do. See, that's exactly where the people were of Israel. Look what God said to them in verse 2. He said, at the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people. As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. See, there's a couple of things that were important there. One is God is saying, look, consecrate yourself right now. And then when you're getting ready to, to go forward, when you're getting ready to move into the breakthrough, follow the presence of God. What he was saying is, I'm getting ready to do a breakthrough in your life that's unlike anything you've ever seen. I'm getting ready to take you to a place you've never been before. Remember what we said earlier about spiritual preparation being a, a time of spiritual maturity to a level of, of maturity you've never experienced before? If God's going to take you into that place of breakthrough, he's going to take you to a place that perhaps you've never been before. And we can trust God to take us there because of what he's already done in our lives and in our world. He said, follow the Ark of the Covenant. It's going to be carried before you. Stay behind it, follow it, keep your eyes on that as you move forward. Because that, visible, that Ark of the Covenant was a visible expression, a visible reminder to the people of how God had already proven faithful to them in their journey this far. In the Ark of the Covenant were the Ten Commandments. And that Ten Commandments that were encased in that Ark of the Covenant was a reminder to the people of what kind of a relationship they could have with God and with one another. It set out for them the, the guidelines in which to live their life in a right relationship with him and with each other. And it visibly expressed to them, this is the very presence of God with you. This is the relationship that you have with him. You have this relationship with God, with one another, and there's a reminder of that. 
that you're never alone, that God is always with you. Always, also in the Ark of the Covenant was a jar of manna. Throughout these 40 years, as God had led them through the desert, when food was scarce, literally at times, it would, God would supply food for them called manna, literally that would fall down from the heavens. And he gave them instructions on how to gather it. They were to collect enough for that day because the next day, if they needed more, he would, he would rain more down. And it was a reminder to them, this jar of manna that was in the Ark of the Covenant was a reminder to them that God has always provided everything that you've needed for the moment. And that God is, is faithful to do that. That God is a God of provision. It may not be everything that you want. In fact, for the people of Israel, at times it wasn't all that they wanted. Sometimes they tried to gather more than they needed to save it for the next day. And the overflow would spoil because God said, look, I, trust me to provide what you need for today. And so there was this jar of manna that was a reminder to them, God will provide. As he's getting ready to lead you into a breakthrough, you can trust him because he is a God of provision. But you can also trust him because he's a God of power. In the Ark of the Covenant was Aaron's rod, and it was a symbol of God's mighty power when man's strength was insufficient. And that symbol was a sign to them that when, when you're at the end of your rope, God's power is ready to go on full display. So in the Ark of the Covenant that they were to follow was this reminder. Stay behind it. Keep your eyes on that because it's a reminder to you that God is present with you, that he will provide everything that you need, and that he has the power to do everything that he's promised to do. So when you're at the edge of a breakthrough and you're wondering, you know, well, can this happen? Yes. Because God's with you. He's a God of provision. He's a God of power. And because of what God's already done, you can trust him for what he's promised to do. I know that we sit here this morning, and maybe for some of you, you've been waiting for a breakthrough in your life for years, for decades. You've wondered if you'll ever get past that challenge, if you'll ever get past those disappointments, if you'll ever overcome those setbacks. And you've struggled and you've struggled and you're wondering, you know, People talk about breakthroughs all the time, but is it even possible? Here's what I want to remind you of this morning. Exactly what God reminded the people of Israel. Look, they could look back for 40 years and go, this has been, this has been so hard. Friends have died. Family have died through these 40 years. Some have, it's so hard. Can it ever happen? And God said, look, I've brought you to this point of breakthrough. Prepare yourself. But don't just prepare yourself. Go and trust knowing that I am with you, I will provide for you, and I have the power to do what I promised to do. But there's another important truth that we need to see as we stand on the edge of breakthrough, and that is this, that breakthrough comes when we intentionally and deliberately obey God. Breakthrough comes when we intentionally and deliberately obey God. We'll pick up our text this morning. We'll pick it back up in verse 6. It says this, And Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and they went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priest who bear the Ark of the Covenant, when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, 
Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man, and when the soles of the feet of the priest bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from the above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priest, bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as soon as those bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priest bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far from Adam, the city that is beside Zarephan. And those flowing down toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. And the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. Did you get a visual of what took place? So they're at the edge of the banks. The Jordan River is overflowing its banks, which it does at the harvest time. And as this river is overflowing its banks, God has said to them, you follow the Ark of the Covenant. You've consecrated yourself. You follow the Ark of the Covenant, being reminded of what God's done. Now you're at the edge of breakthrough. So here's what's next. When the priests step into the river, then I'm going to stop it from flowing. And when I stop it from flowing, you will all be able to pass over into what I have promised you on dry ground. There's something very important about what God's asking his people to do in the act of obedience. God did not say, when you come to the edge of the water, I'll stop it from flowing and you can walk across on dry ground. He said, when you come to the edge of the water, step into the river. And when you step into the river, then I will stop the water. I'll stop the water, I'll pile it up in a heap, the ground will be dry, and everybody else can pass over. There was an important part of obedience there. The important part of obedience was to go ahead and step into the river while it's still flowing and not wait for God to stop the waters first. Could that be why so many of us miss breakthrough? Could it be why so many times in our life we feel like we get right up to the edge of a breakthrough and then it never happens? Could it be that we have waited and desired and prayed for breakthrough, but we've never been willing to come to the point of obedience so that God can bring breakthrough? A.W. Tozer has written and said this. He said, have you noticed how much praying for revival has been going on and how little revival has resulted? Here's what he said. Have you noticed how much praying for revival has been going on and yet how little true revival has actually resulted. Tozer goes on to say this, 
I believe that the problem is not that we have been, I believe that the problem is that we have been trying to substitute praying for obeying. And it simply will not work. We've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed for this breakthrough in our life. And it never seems to have worked. We've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed for breakthrough in our churches. It still seems to be the same. We've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed for breakthrough in our nation and it seems to have only gotten worse. Could it be that we've tried to substitute praying for obeying and that God's asked us for both? I know that so many times in my life, I'm, I'm willing to prepare myself by praying. I'm willing to, I'm willing to come and repent. I'm willing to, to try to get myself spiritually alert to see where God's at work. Many times in my own life, I'm willing to go back and, and remind myself of where God's been faithful. And you know, you can do that as a church. You can, you can look around this room and see how God has, has proven himself faithful, what he's already done in so many other people's lives. You can look at what God's done in the life of this church over the last few years, and you can look back and say, God's done some amazing things here. Even during the pandemic, I've heard the stories. I've, I've talked with, with Joel and with others in your church, and I've heard the stories of what God's done even during this pandemic. And you can look and you see where God's been faithful. And so you know you can trust him to go forward. And yet still we come to the edge of the breakthrough, and when God asks us to personally be obedient, and go ahead and put our foot in the water first. We, we step back. But God, I've prayed. But God, I, I do know that you've been faithful. But And that step of personal obedience on our part is so hard. Could it be that we've substituted praying for obeying? Oh, prayer is important. We must pray. God called the people to prepare themselves. Consecrate yourself today. Your pastor is getting ready to lead you into 21 days of prayer and fasting. To prepare yourself and to pray. God said, keep your eyes on what I've already done. Because when you see what I've already done with the presence that I have with you, with the provisions that I've made for you with the power that I've already displayed before you. You can trust me to do what I've promised to do. Not a single one of God's promises will ever fail. In this time of breakthrough 2021, this time of prayer and fasting in the life of your church, you will be reminded of all that God has already done so that you can trust him to do what he's promised to do. But the real challenge for you today is this. Are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to be obedient to what God's called you to do? To take that step of faith that's necessary to build upon your time of prayer and preparation. And to be obedient in that step that God's asking of you so that breakthrough can happen. And we must pray. We must trust God to work. But we also must obey God and take these steps of faith.
so excited for what I believe God's wanting to do in your lives. So excited for what I believe God's wanting to do in the life of your church. You stand at the edge of breakthrough. Is your willingness to obey God as great or greater as your desire to see God work? Because that's when breakthrough will happen. I want to challenge you this morning in this way. Think for just a moment about what that breakthrough needs to be to you. For some of you, it may be, you know what, you may be saying before God this morning, you know, God, for a long time I've sensed that I need to give my life to you. I need to place my faith and my trust in you. I need to enter into a relationship with you, Christ, as my personal Lord and Savior. I need to make that commitment to follow you. Lord, I've never done that. Maybe this morning you're going for, for years. I know that you've been drawing me to you, and I've just never come to the point of saying, God, forgive me of my sins. I'm placing my faith and trust in you. I believe and accept what Christ has accomplished for me on the cross. And this morning, I want that breakthrough to begin. I want to take that step of obedience. Confess my sin before you. Acknowledge and accept what Christ has accomplished on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And Christ, I'm ready to follow you. I'm ready to give my life to you fully and completely today. See that breakthrough happen. Maybe it's a situation at home. Maybe it's with, with your marriage. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's work-related. Maybe it's finance-related. I don't know what it is, but you've struggled with it. Maybe it's substance abuse-related, and you've struggled with it for years and years, and it just never seems to have happened. A couple of things. Are, are, you, are, you, are you ready to focus, even for the next 21 days, to just get your heart and your mind focused on nothing but God? Are you willing to trust God to set you free from that? There are people in this very room you could talk to whom God set free. Because of what God's done, you can trust him for what he's going to do. And are you ready this morning to take that first step of obedience? For God to do what he wants to do in the life of your church in 2021, for there to be breakthrough 2021 in your life in this church, even beyond. Are you ready to take that step of obedience? I'm going to pray this morning for the power of God's Spirit to work that in our hearts. That we might not only desire breakthrough, but that we'd see breakthrough happen as we move forward in faith. Will you pray with me? Father, thank you for this morning. I pray, Father, that the words that you have given us today would fall and sink deeply into our hearts and our minds. And God, that we would indeed consecrate ourselves today so that tomorrow you can do amazing things among us. And God, that our desire to be obedient to see you work. Our obedience would exceed our desire.
and that we would be faithful to take those steps necessary for you to not only bring us to the, to the point of breakthrough, but for us to experience complete breakthrough in 2021. It's the prayer of my heart today, Father. Receive it as an expression of our love for you. In Christ's name we pray. We hope that God spoke to you through this message. If you enjoyed the message, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and visit our website at sturkey.church to find all the latest information and upcoming events. Be sure to join us again next week. Until then, may God bless you.